Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Thick It Better podcast. My name is Alex. I'm Jesse. A.K.A. Thick. Am Bubba Butter. And this is Quarantine Podcast, Numeral Dose. Yeah, uh, so we're Zoom calling right now. Uh, we Zoom even, number two. We already been talking for like 10 minutes um, about our schooling, about this crazy time that we live in, and the fact that, it, <laughs> that we might be reverting to the Middle Ages. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting prepared to um, transition out of toilet paper. I'm getting, I got a uh-huh. spittoon. I'm so, going to start using a spittoon. I don't know. There's no. There's. I don't think there's spittoons in the Middle Ages. Isn't a spittoon like the bucket that you spit your backo into? (laughs) You have your. You have your. Your dip, right? (laughs) You spit it into a spittoon. Why do I have to do? What? Do I look like you don't know? Do I look like a guy who (laughs) spits tobacco? (laughs) Well, I I would assume that you have some idea about spittoons. Yeah, all I hear is Splatoon. And then, Splatoon? And then the, 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 the Nintendo game where you shoot shit, and you're a squid, and you shoot the area with paint. That's all I hear. We're not gonna, we're not gonna have Splatoon in the Middle Ages. Yeah, we're gonna lose those. You have to get used to Splatoon. That's the new Nintendo game I where you play. I just spit all over my phone. <laughs> I just imagine the world without Splatoon and how <laughs> <laughs> how absolutely devastated I will be. <laughs> what will I do? Read. <laughs> you telling me I can't go online and see. Uh. Paint buckets against other children on the internet while we're all playing as squid people. You're telling me that I can't do that in the Middle Ages. You that reminds me. You you said go online, and I had I had a taste of disaster yesterday. Which oh, yeah. this is again. This happens all the time. It's happened far far before 2020. <laughs> but yesterday I had a I had a rough day in quarantine yesterday. Thought was I was going I was going fucking bananas. I don't even and, remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of, that was uh, well I t- t- yesterday was so long, dude. But the worst one of the the add on top of yesterday is that my internet was out all day long. And dude, the internet oh. the internet being out was and the reason for the internet being out, I have another story about why the internet being out because that revolves around the movie we're going to talk about, but not uh-huh. that story yet. This story is that the internet was out all day yesterday, and I thought it was the, like, it was like I'm tasting what the end of the world is going to be like. This is my life. I can't deal with this. I can't, like, I was like wandering around, and every single every once in a while, I would like go online and I'd be like, fuck, I can't do this. Right. right now, my life was in shambles. Uh, I didn't know yeah. what to do with myself. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. I would go, which is like crazy. I felt fucking pathetic. It's just like I need this to function. I need right. the, I need Google's to be able to live my life. <laughs> I have to be more than a man than this. I gotta, I gotta have the Google's. 
like every once in a while, it's like I can't just I can't just bury myself in Instagram or like some kind of Twitter feed and stuff. Dude. You know, can't do that. I know, dude. I look ridiculous. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So yesterday was rough. Yeah, uh, that's the that's the moral of my story. Dude. Yeah, that especially in this day and age, like the internet going out, like dude, I can't yeah. even imagine for that. Yeah, that was the other thing. It's just like it wasn't just the normal kind of our generation's dependence on in, like internet withdrawals. It wasn't just that. It was also the fact that like I'm not going to be able to talk to my friends or girlfriend yeah, for right. an indefinite amount of time. I mean, I had, I had, a, yeah. I mean, I had that, yeah. <laughs> like you know, that comes in waves for me. Yeah, it's like, and also. Yeah, it's that feeling that actually you just gotta stay optimistic because it will blow over at some point, you know? It yeah. will. It will. Yeah. And thank God this is happening in a time where, you know, I mean, I'm like regretted. Like, I feel like it's sad that our senior year went away. But, like, dude, think about if we were like, had a job, you know? Yeah. Like, we are in a great situation right now. For this to happen, like because it's just like it could be, yeah, so much goddamn worse. Like, yeah, I would hate to be a 28 year old who works at like a restaurant and gets one of the wigs and like lives in an apartment by himself. And like, this happens where you just you lose your job, can't go anywhere, you know? Yeah, like, that would yeah. suck, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and like, so like it does suck that. Right now, we can't see our friends, but, like, we will see each other again, I, yeah. I assure you. Yeah, well, I was more concerned just about not having internet, not being able to contact people, like, in quarantine. That's what I was worried yeah. about, because, like, I, cause I, I think you're right that this is... It's like we're oh. we are in a pretty good situation. <laughs> I went so much more deep. Than yeah. Than this ever well, it's still it's still true. It wasn't what I was getting at, right. but it's still true. <laughs> I feel like that's the majority of this podcast. Yeah. If you, if, if you say something and I take it so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I take it like this whole other way. And we're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, some of the best ideas are based on misinterpretation. I'm sure someone <laughs> probably, famous yeah. said that, but yeah. it's definitely true. <laughs> it's probably true, honestly. Oh, dude, that reminds me. I, there was a story about Dracula. Did you see about this? That they realized that there's an Icelandic, one of the Icelandic translation of Dracula. They uh -huh. just found out that this, this which has been a translation for a hundred years is actually a fucking fanfic of the original Bram Stoker Dracula because it adds wow. in erotica, like, more violence and a tighter story that is arguably better than the original Dracula. So, I, I just saw that on Reddit, so I have no wait, idea how true that wait, is, but... So, the original Dracula, yeah. like, the story that we know... Yeah. Is fanfiction? It's, like, not the original oh. one? Well, actually, I'm not sure about that. It might be the case, but I think this was talking about... I think the original, the one that we know is the original Bram Stoker Dracula. Because okay. Bram Stoker was an English person, so that yeah. was originally in English. But right. the Icelandic people might have been oh. like reading a way spicier version 
of Dracula. A wastier version. Yeah, like wastier for like a hundred years, and they're just like, oh my god. And there's like Dracula colleges, oh, like. So they're saying in Iceland, their Dracula yeah. is so different. Yeah. That's hilarious. I love that. That'd be like a crazy misinterpretation, like if I you like just go. I know. And you're talking about it, and it's just like, what? That's not what happened. He fucked the dog in yeah, this part. Yeah, like, well, you have an Icelandic friend. Wow. <laughs> this is a, that's a sketch idea. You have an Icelandic friend, and you're hanging out in the basement, just drinking a couple beers, and you're watching Dracula. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this is not... You know, Accurate. the very old one, the Brock Joker Dracula. Yeah, yeah. And they're watching it, and he's watching it, and he's like, man, you know, this is, this is weird. This is not, where are the, <laughs> where are the movies? Like, yeah. What do you mean? Like, isn't, isn't Dracula like a, like a pimp? Like, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> no pimp? Yeah. Like, well, Thailand. <laughs> From where in my courteous fantasy country of Iceland? My grandma told me that Dracula was a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that man. was wild. That was wild. Yeah, the great. funny thing about that is that they realize it's just like, oh shit, this version's better. Oh, <laughs> like, they really? said that. Yeah. They were saying that it's just like this actually this is actually like tightens up the story and shit. Americans are stupid. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, what's what's not better when you add in porn? Am I right? That's add so in cool. porn to anything. <laughs> like a... <laughs> Teletubbies? Can you imagine if there's porn in Teletubbies? Dude, that would be like, whoa. That would be incredible. Everyone would be watching Teletubbies. Yeah, I mean, oh. no, no, I just thought of a way to incorporate porn into uh, Teletubbies. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Lay it on me. I'm really ready. <laughs> I just realized that my, my parents were in the other room. <laughs> like, we're not in college anymore. But, uh... <laughs> but, you know how on the show, like, you know how they have their talent tummies, you know? They have televisions yeah. on their, <laughs> their tummies. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, like, you know how... They, They're just like flipping through the channel, right? That's and how it just pops it would, up. That was how it play. <laughs> but it would be like a joke, right? So it would like go and just show like two seconds of the nastiest, <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be like, oh, and then Teletubbies would be like, oh, whoopsie, and then that's another the sketch. Channel. We can put that one after the Icelandic one. Yeah, that will go on a. That's 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 a, that will be on Pornhub. Yeah, Four that sounds like something that would be like on Adult Four Swim or something. Comedy. <laughs> comedy category. You know, that would actually be like not that hard to edit a That's video hilarious. like that. You could no. just like take some footage of Teletubby and just like green screen the stomach to be hardcore <laughs> porn and they're like watching and they're like, ah! Honestly, in the vacuums. Maybe I'll do that. Dude, that is what my life resorts to. Like, buying Teletubby. Buying a television, buying television, season four on yeah. Amazon on DVD, <laughs> putting it like buying a disc drive so I can, so I can burning the disc, burn the right episode that I want of television, then opening from here, editing this whole like like episode just so I can make this one dumb ass joke. 
that is when that's the world we hell, live in. All hell breaks loose. That's 2020. That is 2020. <laughs> that is 2020 in a nutshell. That's yeah. another thing I've been thinking about a lot. What in the hell? In 2028, we're going to be like, man, 2020 was a <laughs> fucking year. Yeah. You know? It's like, dude, what? Like, it's like, I didn't leave my house in 2020. Like, I didn't yeah. even. Yeah. Like, I worked. <laughs> I wore the same underpants for 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I wore that's, dude, that's so true. That's what yeah. I wore. Yeah. I didn't wear shoes. I wore yeah. slippers. slippers, pajama pants, and like no, maybe a shirt, like every once in a while. I went outside three times. <laughs> and it was to get yeah. the newspaper that miraculously showed up. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah, we just all we've done is like we celebrated New Year's and February. And then we and then for And we went I, inside. You and I specifically, we stressed out about making movies for two months, like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Yeah, and that's year. it. And that's it. What a year. Jesus and dude. And then we're back to digital digital communication. Oh man, it is gonna be a wild year. We're gonna look at this. But hey, dude. It's gonna be a great year in our lives. Yeah. We're gonna remember it. We're gonna be like, man, I came up with the crazy, I came up with the best creative ideas in 2020. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, when we all see each other again after we come out of our holes and we have, like, weird hair in places and, like, we smell <laughs> different and you're just like, dude, are you, you're so did you big. Say, you're did you huge. Say, did you say smell different? Yeah. Dude, I swear to God, my like smell is changing. Odor, like, our yeah. natural body odor. Changes. <laughs> I've been showering every day and I still smell rank within 30 yeah, minutes. Like you smell of house. You know? My house, house must is... smell bad, dude. Because <laughs> I smell horrible. <laughs> I'm like, every time I like I log on to online, it's like, thank God they can't smell over the internet because Jesus Christ. I know. I think everybody thinks that way. <laughs> no one would be okay. I think I, I want one of <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I just want to be eating cereal during the during class. Yeah. Just like keep the audio on and just. (laughs) Some people do that. I won't name names, but some people do that. Yeah, they do do that. We can't name names because we have a major following on this podcast. Yeah, surely. We don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But fuck you! Oh, Jesus. Well, All should right. we talk about this crazy ass, dank ass okay. movie? So I wanna I wanna I wanna get something off my chest right now. <laughs> okay. The other the last podcast you guys if you guys have listened to it. We are going to this, we are going to do weekly we're gonna do this podcast weekly, most likely. And so far so good at so least. So far so good. And um we have decided that each alternating time, Jesse and I are going to pick a movie to watch um, every week. It's not like we're going to dedicate a whole podcast on the movie. It's just like, here's, we're just going to talk about this movie um, like we're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, 
uh, Jesse, I was like, Jesse, you go first. And Jesse was just like straight up. At the end of the last episode, it's just like, it was, I was expecting like, I don't know, like some horror movie or something. <laughs> and Jesse goes, Uncle Bobby, who can recall his past lives. And you're going to hear me, you're going to hear me on the podcast go, what? <laughs> Excuse me? And he goes, it's like a Thai, when the Pong Noir, it's like a Thai movie. And I was like, okay. So, uh, do you, okay, before giving our way what we thought of the movie, our, like, our opinions, I want you to describe to me, what is this movie about? What, give me, you know, the pitch. Why did you want to watch this movie? That's another thing, too. It's like, what, how have you heard about this movie? Or are you just looking up, like, Pong Noir winners? Or are you just looking up that? Well, okay, so I'm pretty sure the way I found this was it was on... It was a post on Instagram, and okay. I saw the cover, which was the cover of one of the monkey ghosts. Right. We'll explain. Right. We'll explain. Yeah, right. And it's, it's, there's another cover that's like a hand-drawn cover, which I love that cover too, but this yeah. is the one, like a still from yeah, the movie. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And I saw that, and I was like, that's striking. Right. I'm into that. That kind of yeah. looks like what my film kind of looks like. That looks <laughs> yeah. like the Batman. So it's like, okay. <laughs> the whole time I was watching the, the beginning part of this movie, and we'll get into it I, for sure, uh, I was just like, man, this is fucking Jesse. <laughs> 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 yeah, so not that's... that's any, Not saying anything there. I was just like, yeah. you know, this is like, that's awesome. Yeah, but like, and it's, yeah, you literally saw that on like IndieWire or something, right? Yeah, and, and I think that like Meryl Streep was talking about it, which I thought was so huh? bizarre. <laughs> yeah, like Meryl's. I mean, uh, wait, wait, theater. wait. Who was the person who played that terrible old man in the new Suspiria? Was that uh, Meryl Streep? Tilda Swinton. It was either Tilda Swinton or Meryl Streep. I think it might have been Tilda Swinton. powerful woman. Tilda Swinton comes off a little bit weirder to me. And she was talking about how great this movie was, and she was like saying, the Palm Noir winner, Bon Me, who recalls his past life. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I've never heard about this before. So I did some look into it, and it looked, and everyone's just like, this is this is the weirdest thing I've ever right, seen. Right, right. And it has I read the Roger Ebert review and it was like it no, was no, so we'll, confusing. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about all this. So well, it was just a, it was just something I stumbled upon because yeah. basically because the cover really intrigued me. Yeah. And I just I just I just decided to watch it. Yeah. And I was happy no, to share it with dude, you. Dude, uh okay. So <laughs> I okay. I Right off of that, I mean, I thought that this movie was an masterpiece. I thought it was absolutely yeah. incredible. I thought it was like, uh, I, I mean, I, I was absolutely blown away by this movie. Uh, there's some things about it that I don't really like, um, that it wasn't as into. Yeah. But I, this is one of the most unique movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, and it is clearly made, uh, by a genius, um, yep. who just, who, <laughs> we'll talk about it, but what I want to say though, put this out there to the audience, me and Spider-Man, I'm going to put this out to you guys, um, <laughs> is that this movie, 
I thought of something after I watched it. I, by the way, I slept with the lights on last night. Yeah. I was a very disturbed movie. Yeah, I'll tell you a story about that, too. It spooked me, too. Really? I'll tell you a story about that, yeah, but you keep going. That. But, um, so, um, I, so, when I was thinking the whole, after I watched the movie, I was like, I was like, I was kind of laughing at myself, and I was like, man, that was so, such an art film, and I loved the shit. Like, I was just like, not only enjoying it, and appreciating it. You know, there's two different, you know, things to that. Like, you can watch an art, but like, I want guards to know for me, where I will watch, you know, I can appreciate it. I'm not yeah. necessarily enjoying it, because, like, yeah. that's just not my cup of tea. Last night, I appreciated this art film, but I was also really into it. And that's yeah. what I realized. I was like, okay, I'm becoming, like, I just thought, <laughs> like, I just thought, like, Man, you have to, to appreciate and enjoy this movie, you have to be an art film, like, like, almost veteran at this point. Like, you have to have Yeah, it's really true. Because this movie is slow. It is S-L-O-W. Dear God, yeah. It's only two hours, and I felt like I was watching it for five. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so... Uh, like, and the movie has such a crazy plot that doesn't, and this film doesn't give you any answers. It doesn't give you anything about, like, here's what the movie's about. It's like, dude, there are so many things that you can interpret about this film, but I mean, I think there's, there's obviously clear themes and clear things going on in the story that we'll get into, but, yeah. like, this film was such a Paul Noir winner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it see, was, well, here's the thing to me. When I, I was thinking, it. I thought it was incredible. The thing with this film that was so interesting about it is that we say all this shit about it, and the majority of people who will hear that, it'd be like, that sounds like the worst thing ever. Exactly. It's, that's what I want to put out to people. You need to enjoy, to even appreciate this movie. Yeah. It's almost like you gotta, like, you gotta be, like, into, like, Under the Skin or something like that. Like, you have to yeah. be, like, into these kind of things. Like, these, yeah. into these, like, like, films, like, what is this thing? Like, just, yeah. just, like, you, like, you just have, and you kind of have to be into the, like, the, just, like, really live in the cinematic art form to even, yeah appreciate this movie like that's just Uh, what i thought but that's just for the general audience and i think i think the thing the thing the the other thing about this movie is that it's beyond just being like a movie experience which is what's complicated about this it's like it's also it very much includes the process of making it and how it was made and also just the the metaphysical things like the meaning it means outside of the film both in terms of its time period and sure. historical and, and autobiographical i have like an interesting perspective on it because i don't do any research or anything before i yeah. watch this movie like yeah. i just watch it like i don't know anything about it yeah and so just, you mean I, you had a perspective of what it meant no, I don't or, even know. I don't know anything. I just knew, like, I was just like, I don't know what the film this film is gonna be about. Yeah. And so after I researched and like looked into it, I was way more interested in like, you know, what this film 
was almost like yeah you know, i had my interpretation but just doing more research about because this is a thai film this is made by a uh is that how you say like thai yeah i'm pretty okay. sure yeah <laughs> thai thaiest people um, yeah <laughs> and uh so, you know, when you watch a foreign film, it's good to, like, do research because, you know, like, usually films are, like, come from inspirations of, like, folk tales or, like, things that have happened in the country, like, historical yeah. things. And, like, after reading about, because there's a lot of uh, um, connections to Buddhism in this movie, uh, there's a lot of um, stuff like that that after doing research, I really did kind of appreciate the, the the story of this movie and the supernatural surreal element to the film yeah. that um is very much rooted in to me Buddhism and stuff like that that is super interesting to me considering that I don't even like practice Buddhism. Um, I, I so. think I, I think that's one the way talking about the inspirations of this film which I'll just let me just give a quick plot synopsis yeah, so of what this film is about. This, about yeah. this this film is following Uncle Bon Me, who is based on a real person, yeah. but is not a story about the real person's story, but it's right. inspired by this person. Yes. Who is this who person? Can recall his, who claims that he can he recalled his past life. And basically what this story is, is he has a terminal kidney disease that is causing him to die. And his small amount of family, he's lost his son and his wife, who come back and visit him as ghosts, which we'll talk about. And then it's basically about his last last life and um, And uh, following that. And and possibly possibly after. Moving on. Yeah. yeah, from this So, and this the the feeling of this is very like Italian neorealist. It's very much like the Bazin praised films, like the yeah. Bazin's the French New Wave guy. He started all of that, which right. uh, like Breathless, all that kind of jazz. It's very much in that, but almost to a more extreme extent, and also because it's that while also incorporating supernatural stuff. Yeah. So that kind of ties into the fact of one of the things that because I had a very very complicated experience with this movie yeah because i watched it and i really did not want to like it i want i came out of it and i was like i don't want to like this movie i don't think it works i just don't like it's just dissonant with me like and all that it's just like the way like it's like and it's and like i came out of it and the feeling i was just like it was just i haven't seen a movie in a long time where i came out and i was like i don't get this at all yeah it was so crazy because i've watched i've watched enough movies and i'm (laughs) into such weird stuff that i was just stunned by how little i understood what just happened yeah and so i was wrestling with it for like days i was like the i watched it two days ago or something And I was just like, I well, really want to dismiss this movie. So hard because you texted me, you're like, this movie hails from Mars. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's not even so like from funny. the moon. It's a couple like light years away, farther yeah. away from that. But you know, dude, I couldn't. I, I, it's, it's not going. You know, it's staying yeah. in my head, right. and it's like I'm making these connections, and it's having this impact on me, and it's just like all this kind of all this right. weird stuff that it's just it's doing something yeah. to me. Right. So, and, but, and when you look at the way that people talk about this, a lot of the descriptions I, are saying. I, yeah, I also, did you go on Letterboxd and read some reviews? 
I didn't um, do that, but that might be yeah, helpful. Like Letterboxd is cool because it's, 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 it's real like people. actual people. Yeah. And like, especially with a movie like this, like, they're not, like, joking. They're, I mean, they're full-on kind of yeah. obscure, like, really well-written, like, experiences with the movie. That was super interesting for me to read. Yeah. Um, and because, I, like, everyone kind of, like, yeah, I Yeah, that sounds good. What my interpretation of the movie is and, like, what I think it's about, but, like, yeah. you know, um... But yeah, dude, I, yeah, that's, I mean, that's interesting, though, so. But I, I, I've definitely come around about it. What? You you really do like it, though? Uh, You know, I think that it's a weird, it's such a complicated film. I don't even think like Mm -hmm. is the right adjective to it. That's not the emotion it makes me feel. I, you know, when I go up and speak of Letterbox again, if you guys want to follow me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, write reviews or write movies or whatever. It's just a, I think it's just a death row or whatever. Yeah, um, I think that's right. But, uh, I get it. I usually diary the movies and, like, write them, you know? So yeah. That was my first experience with this. I couldn't even, I couldn't even write. I just was like, I, I, I know. don't know, I know what to really make of it. And but the thing is, but let's, let's, let's get into this. Yeah, get into the deep dive. Um, so this is going to be like a spoiler podcast just because we want to discuss about it because we're friends and we saw a really yeah. fucking crazy movie. Uh, you have uh, to process so, it. Um, and I, so, um, when this one opened, uh, and we were One of the best openings ever, by the yeah, way. The cow, we, cutting we were, to the close-up of the cow. We are, we are literally, <laughs> but like, I was blown away that we're literally... Like, what? This film, I was like, is this film about a cow? Because I was like, <laughs> it's literally, yeah. it's like we're living a cow's life for it. For, and these shots go on. For so long. Forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love that about it. I, the pace of this movie was so amazing. Like, after doing research about the director and He's a he started in experimental filmmaking. Like he went to school in Chicago. And, yeah, which makes um, so much sense. And he started an experimental film. And he's what you call a genius. And when you uh, hear him talk, and he has a weird brain. He has a weird brain. He's a weird brain, but he's extremely articulate, very well spoken. Yeah. I mean, he's super. He's. I mean, he's just one of those guys that's just like. Oh, you're fucking insanely smart. But, yeah. Um, but this book, so, like, he talks about how in his early career, he would, you know, literally study the narrative of the film and study, like, 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 that's what experimental, real experimental film people do, is, like, they study, like, everything about cinema. Everything mm-hmm. down to, like, the tactile feeling of film and like how you know yeah they are really trying to almost like divert from any kind of norm ever yeah like and it's interesting to watch this film knowing that because this film is by no means by any stretch of the imagination (laughs) a a constructed narrative like it is not yeah uh, it's almost like I kept watching this because the opening of the film to me where 
uh, you know, the cow, you know, you see this cow kind of like living his life, right? He just kind of stands there. Yeah. And then he kind of moves, he, you see him like move across the field. And then a guy comes and kind of takes him. And then he runs yeah. into the, a ghost monkey, which is one of the most striking and horrifying shots I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, and I kept watching that, that opening because that's when the title comes up, right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. after the cow, it just cuts to, like, a very minimalist title yeah, page of uh, Uncle yeah, Bunny. Yeah, the most minimalist thing ever. It looked like... Just cut to black with just the white. just looks like yeah. just something that a student would make, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. And, um... Like... I was, like, I was just watching this, like, man... Because I, I was thinking about the title, and I was like, oh, did we just... Is Uncle Bobby a cow, a, a cow at one point? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So there, there are these really, and then there's this, uh, so the film is kind of designed into about three stories, right? So the film opens with the cow. It opens with the yeah. cow, which isn't really related to anything we, like that we know of. Yeah. And then there's this other story that we see of a princess. And this, uh, is there is there footage of the princess at the beginning? No, no. I'm yeah. just talking about the whole film. Yeah, I'm just the next. About, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just talking about the whole film. So like, and there's a princess where she. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll uh, talk. Yeah, the well, princess well, is the weirdest I think, thing. I think it's good to break down like. Yeah, well, the, like, well, the like chunks of the movie. Even even the thing about it is that there's just one story, which is like the bon me and the family, and then there's just shit about the cow and the princess, which is just kind of thrown in there. It's not even like they're well, just like these ideas that I, that don't even connect back yeah. to this, these kinds of stuff. I they're just like, like well, I think there's an interesting. Well, that's what I'm telling you is like you have to have watched like four like you have to you have to be subscribed to the Criterion Channel like this yeah. movie. Like, I feel like there is this. I mean, it is a art film. Like, wow. Like, yeah. Because you have to interpret <laughs> these stories and be like, well, I kind of, I kind of interpreted the fifth story as like, that was, <laughs> like, that's on me in another lifetime. Because yeah. there's a, the fish talks to the princess. Yeah. And, oh, Bizarro, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's what that's the connection to me. Um, yeah. It's kind of, because if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure in like Buddhist religions and other religions, they believe in that stuff. They believe in reincarnation. And yeah. They yeah. No, in, absolutely. Um, like so I think that is what this movie is kind of about, and I think it's kind of told from the perspective of Uncle Bobby. Where he's almost recalling his past lives. He's yeah. almost uh, thinking he's on his on this final because it is his final life, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, the thing that's bizarre about it. Well, first of all, this scene that's a reflection is not like any kind of like it's not this beautiful like appreciation for life. This story of the princess with a catfish, where Bonmi's a catfish. This princess has sex with this catfish. Right, right. It's like this very 
weird, uncomfortable, grotesque thing that goes in there. So it's not well, like this. I'm which is quote uh, Tim Burton right now. Yeah. And Tim Burton, I saw, did you see this? He, he, uh, he was one of the most famous people to, you know, reference this movie. Because he probably oh, yeah. thought, he's, he's a panelist. Oh, interesting. That sounds, a, that sounds about he, right. He was a panelist at the Cannes Film Festival. And, yeah. Uh, he said he called it a beautiful nightmare. And I think... Um, yeah. That yeah, that's very movie, accurate. I think this movie... It is a movie. You're not supposed to kind of be take, you know, taking it literally and kind of. I think this film feels a dream. It feels yeah. like a dream, and in a lot of ways, I think it takes what dreams are are almost like you have a dream. You, I don't like. I don't think most people. I know I don't dream of these like imag- like imaginative worlds or like these. Yeah. You know, we dream of like these moments in our life that are that are a little off that there's something about it that is off and there's something about uh and that's why i think the ghost movies hit me so hard because that is that looks like something that you would see in the dark that looks like something that you would you know for me it's a i think it's a genuine fear in almost all of us where yeah well, okay, you here's the thing. Here's the thing with, like, the space monkey. Here's the shit with, like, all of this stuff where it's just, like... Like, looking... I think that, like, coming to this on, on ways of, like, interpretation is just, like, near impossible with something like this, yeah. you know? And it's just, like... And the fact, the beauty of it is that every interpretation has truth in it. Because mm-hmm. this film has that kind of depth where you can do it with this. Well, I think I'm, I'm just going off of, like, you know just the characters and how they yeah. interact and, but like know. but the thing the thing about the this film that i think is that one of the things that is so makes it so different than any other films even other avant-garde films it's like a film like david lynch kind of has this yeah, flow to it, to it but david like david lynch- there's another filmmaker who plays with dreams, obviously. Yeah, yeah but, like, even David Lynch kind of has this world and this feeling that he organically progresses in weird directions. Yes. And this guy, it's like it's like there's a story about Uncle Bon Me, who's this man in this family, right. and then these other worlds just blend into it. Yeah, yeah. And right. we just have these, and it's just like, right. and you're just looking around while you're on this track that doesn't really make much sense or has much importance, mm-hmm. and other shit just comes in, you're just like, and it just like goes through, and you're just like, well, I guess that goes here. <laughs> and then that's like some what, other shit comes that's through. That's kind of why I this as a dream. Yeah. I think... Like this film just has such a dreamlike quality to it, and like you know, you hear that a lot about some art films. Yeah, um, and this one very much so felt like a bad, like just uh, just a, I don't know, man. This this movie like really got to me. But the thing that like the the, the other thing about it, like the the weird thing about it, because I totally agree with you that it is dreamlike, but it's so hyper realist as well. Like you right. have those moments it's when, so, like, right? That's what's so cool about it is I yeah. think like the vibe of this movie is so interesting and different because you know he shoots his films kind of reminds me of like Ozu, where he shoots. Which I haven't seen a lot of Ozu yeah. films, but the parts that I have, you know, they're very deliberate shots. They're it's almost like the compositions in this movie, by the way, are. 
amazing. Oh, they're so amazing. And, and, like, there are so many staggeringly beautiful shots in this movie. But, yeah. Um, and, uh, because they, they will, he does, he rarely cuts. I mean, he rarely, um, he relies on a single composition for almost an entire scene. Yeah, there's a you lot. Know, most he, most stuff is like that. I mean, most doesn't, scenes are like um, that. He doesn't, like, you know, cut you close up or, you know, doesn't do any of that stuff. He he really relies on just kind of, it's, it's, it's like, I do this, like, it's kind of like a cinema barricade kind of style where it's like, yeah. you know, you feel like a fly on the wall. You feel like you're watching. Yeah, cinema verite is a very good thing to bring up because this film, it, this film really feels like it's every single genre of movie ever mm -hmm. because it's also a documentary. It feels like that. And it has literal, like, documentary, like, because Bon Mi was a oh, yeah, real has, fucking guy, it, has, it is kind of like a documentary. Well, I think one of the most interesting parts of this movie um, is when. Bobby is going on um, about who sees his future, and we see these uh, photos. Um, that was such a weird part. That that was, that was such a weird part. That was like, yeah, I mean, this is this movie is just absolutely bizarre. But like it, it actually reminded me of the Tree of Life in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I want to see that because the Tree of Life it has this kind of thing like surreal floating narrative, but. I think that they're two different films. I just think the connection to, like, the themes of the movie, because, like, I also think this film, Okazami, is kind of about, like, how humans are all kind of connected in some kind of way. And I think yeah. that could be, like, connected to these people throughout time, you know? And that's kind of what Korean life is about, in, that, in my eyes, too. Yeah. Um, but I think, but I think you're right that you know, this film is very, um, <laughs> very open to interpretation, but I think, like, just, I'm just going off of my interpretation of it, and that a lot of other people seem to agree with me <laughs> that yeah. this is kind of what the movie's about. I know and, the other thing that they, he talks about is that, like, everything's just about death. It's about things moving mm -hmm. on and people going through. And it's like yeah. also the fact that he used 16 millimeter and yeah. this, this came out. This was one of the, it was like the last analog film like that yeah. was made before the digital, like this transition to right. digital. So it was a lot about like the film. I think that the, one of the through lines of this film to me, what was when I was watching it is just moving on. You know, yeah, that's right. what everything feels right. like. It's just yeah. moving on. And What's next? So How do we get incredible. through this? That's, that, I think, is clearly stated by the ending of the, of the movie. And, um, yeah. Just the way this film ends, which is, uh, very. I still just haven't really got my head around it. Um, yeah. But I think it clearly kind of displays that feeling. You know, you know, like. The, the idea, it's, I think this movie kind of, for me, thinking about it today and like last night, it's so, it's so weird for me to watch this movie at the age of 22 years old. Yeah. Because <laughs> the movie is kind of about accepting death in a very comfortable and yeah. sweet way. I mean, I don't really think this film is dark in any, I mean, there's, there is, 
That's why I love that phrase, beautiful nightmare, because I think that there are sequences in this movie that could be interpreted as, like the, like the ghost monkeys, but there is like this, almost like, calmness and sereneness yeah. to, it feels like God is trying to, you know, be comfortable with death, and this is why yeah. these are these experiences that he's having, and he's, it feels like we are watching his... I mean, it's 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 a crazy experience, and, like, and I I, I think breaking this down, you you just made that point of that. I want to I want to make another point that off going off of what you said. Yeah, the sixteen millimeter thing, like, mm, yeah, that is an awesome connection, and like that is a brilliant thing that only us would understand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, <laughs> this film is so art house that yeah. like one of the most art house films i've seen in a long time yeah that i that i was that i was just, i couldn't believe that i was like man i enjoyed that and i got a lot out of that and i'm glad yeah. i watched that you i know? think one of the things about um also, to kind of some humor in it that makes it a little yeah um, that's yeah yeah it is it's i mean the characters are really likable really um, yeah. i think um another thing about talking about why it is that you kind of have to be a trained watcher to like this movie yeah it goes into the fact i'm thinking when i'm watching this movie i think a lot about how i've been really getting to getting into sun the band sun which uh-huh, if yeah. for to explain what sun is it's they're a drone metal band that make very long compositions, like 20 to an hour of length is one song, and it's very minimalist. So, like, there's just a couple of chords, maybe a melody line, very often (laughs) not vocals, not a hook and stuff. I am, or, like, again, another album is Bitches Brew by Miles Davis, which, if you've ever listened to that album, that album is a defying structure, and I've been really interested in stuff like that and films like that because you... Once once you start like studying this stuff, uh, and anything that you do, it doesn't matter. This is it doesn't matter who you are. When you study in it, you start to see the patterns in it. And if you get to to a point where you consume enough of it, that you want to see more than just the patterns repeated over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. And that's when you start getting into some really weird shit. And then you get you get yeah. in this place where you start having to go down this road, and you're stuck watching these crazy movies it's kind of like a drug you know you keep have to find it going deeper and deeper into this and this film this film's so deep it's so deep into that i mean i love i i'm like it's crazy that i'm even saying that like if if i went to myself like 13 year old self and showed like 13 year old self this movie yeah like what what are you watching yeah you know like this is hardly 20, a movie. What are we watching 10 years from now? Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's like, but I think what my goal in life is to not get to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to kind of, like, because I still enjoy, I still enjoy my, uh, my Back to the Futures and my fucking, yeah. you know, Teen Wolves. Well, to me, just, like, <laughs> when you get into this, you start to like that stuff even more. Right. Because, yeah, like, totally, it's yeah, like right, the perfection right. of form is something totally different. Right. But, but then, I like... You're, and I think your point, though, you're totally right that I think there are some people out there that don't do... Like, they just... I think that's when you become kind of, like, someone who goes to channel all the time and only watches, 
you know, art things, you know? Yeah. There's, yeah. Not, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just like, I think it's healthier <laughs> to, you know, because these things are heavy. Yeah. When I watched, this is a heavy movie. This yeah. is like something that I don't think I'm going to be not thinking about for the next, like, week and a half. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, you know, it's just one of those things when you're talking about stuff. I'm really interested in watching, listening, consuming, whatever it is, immersing myself in stuff that has never been done before. Yeah. This movie has never been done before. Nothing yeah. quite like this on an extreme. It's just like sometimes you get a story, you know, like something like Mandy. Mandy's never really been done before. That's kind of a crazy thing. But even like this, that Mandy feels fucking Hollywood as shit yeah, compared yeah, yeah, to yeah, this yeah. movie, uh, you yeah. know, because that film has a structure. Well, and this also- film. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. This film is this film functions beyond structure. Just drop a bomb. <laughs> this movie makes fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, but this is like, but like, but that's the thing. It's like, how the fuck? I can't. This is like those types of movies that I can't fucking argue with someone. Yeah. You know? You can't be like, can't be, <laughs> I don't like Uncle Bob who recalls his past life. What? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of course not, you dummy. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck was going on? Yeah. You know, it's like, it takes, you know, a certain film watcher to. I kind of appreciate this movie. And I um, think, I so think it gets into the... There. So yeah. It, so if you want to watch this movie, if, this, if our conversation, if our philosophical and deep and uh, crazy conversation about ghost monkeys and, like, people with red, beady eyes and a catfish going up a lady's vagina and just going up and down, <laughs> up and down, underwater, and then the catfish, like, talking to her, like, but it's all shot this way that's, like, you know, uh... It's shot on film and looks like they went out just in beautiful places in Taiwan and just shot this movie. Like, there's no special effects, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. But that sounds interesting. $4 on Amazon Prime. Go out. Yeah. But yeah. This is for. So, just put that out there. Uh, I think, yeah. I, this. I, because don't I, get mad at me. If you watch this movie and you text me and you're like, why the fuck did, did you, you tell me to watch this? Did you tell me to watch this boring ass weird movie <laughs> like i'm sorry that's the shit that i like and i did do this movie and jesse told me to watch it so like i so think that this don't yell at me yell at jesse <laughs> the experience the comparison i'll make to this movie it's like you have a video game right and it's a really cool video game let's say you have zelda uh-huh. so you have zelda and a layman wants to play zelda but then you have this option of playing zelda or you can look at the code for zelda of how zelda is made this movie is like it's presenting the code of the video game as <laughs> the video game. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's kind of genius because you're looking, it's it's just telling you, or like another example, it's like, let's say you read, like, uh, like talking about physics. You could have like a pop science physics book that's just telling you like the concepts of how physics is. It's mm-hmm. pleasant. You love learning about the world. You love learning <laughs> yeah. about how you move and stuff. You're like, I'm I'm so smart now. Right. All these things make sense to me. Or <laughs> you can talk about all the math that's involved with that shit. Right. Like, who learned that? Where does yeah. that come from? And yeah. this film, like in films so young that we're not like physics where that stuff is figured out and we can do it in pop science so that yeah. more people can do that. 
but like film this is like this is like deep dive investigation of like what is this shit really man like what is it really right right. yeah absolutely yeah and it's it's a really it's kind of a cool meditation on that but if you're not interested again if you're not interested in what a film yeah yeah or like literally this film's just like what does 16 millimeter feel like right right what does it feel like to watch a 16 millimeter film what does it sound like to use to only use this microphone? What is that like? That's what this film focuses on. What would it be like if we put in the middle of this movie a woman who wants to be beautiful who fucks a catfish? <laughs> what would that be like? What would it be like? If we have a nice dinner scene where these people, I'll these Thai people, it'll be like Uncle Bali who can recall his past life. And there's nothing else like it, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so yeah. It's Jesse's <laughs> totally right. It's that's the deep questions that this film is asking. So yeah, <laughs> you're not you're not into that. I'll move on. You probably won't like it. Yeah. I understand um, too. But I've I had the fight. I love this. Call me a gloob. Call me a nerd. Yeah. Call me a pretentious ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I had a profound experience with this movie, and I'm glad that you, uh, you, <laughs> you brought it to me. I, well, um, I'm glad you liked it. I think it's kind of cool that people, we're probably one of the two percent of people our age who have seen this movie i know that's kind of cool i guess it also really surprised there me there was a guy a... letterbox who um who's a teacher i guess and he wrote uh-huh. a whole review about teaching this film because oh interesting asian, asian art cinema yeah and, like, it's pretty interesting. i bet this is taught a lot more across seas in Asia. I bet this is much more significant. I bet, yeah, I bet so. I, well, I kept, well, the other thing about this movie that's so cool that I kept thinking during it is like, um, that, uh, watching foreign films, like, you know, I love foreign cinema, but this one particularly was really cool because it feels like what you're testing me is actually very true. And uh-huh. it feels from other, otherworldly because it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, literally from another world. Is it like Thailand? Yeah. Is no, yeah, actually, yeah. It's probably more different than the American culture and the way that we live. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's like, yeah, of course it feels so. Other, like the locations are like, like, where is it? Like, I've <laughs> never seen that before. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is this place? Like, you know, it's just like, so yeah, in that respect, you're totally absolutely right yeah you know, it's just like it really does because it it does <laughs> like you know parasite is like like is you know south korean movie like even all of that you're just like okay that's a little, a little different yeah but, you know like that but this is like not only is it because parasite you could be related to little class america low class america sure you know, yeah obviously. yeah this movie you have to almost go like Asian, like Asian culture and people on such a deep level to just like be like 
just to like get it on your shirt, just watch it and just be like, yeah, I know what's going on. And just yeah. walk out. For yeah. us, it was like, what's, what's happening? What is, what the? And you had to do like research for like, you know, 35 minutes after. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally fine. <laughs> it's just, that's, I like doing shit like that. I think it's awesome. It always gives you an insight into. Geniuses from another world, another culture, another just completely different spectrum than Americans, you know? Yeah, that I think we this film. are exposed to all the time. So, foreign film is really fucking cool in that respect. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this, it, it, because of all those things that you said, it really is almost, a, it's ahead of its time for pushing films. Came out in 2010. Yeah. Which is crazy. I could have thought that it came out like, because it sat on such a like outdated format that yeah you know it, it's like 83 or something yeah right uh, yeah maybe. i don't even say i would say 60s or something but. yeah yeah it does it definitely feels like that and it it, yeah. it has it has that weird blend of feeling like it's from a million years ago like it's ancient and also yeah. but it's also a film that requires you to have that um interactivity that only yeah. films of the internet kind of have, right, where you yeah, have to right. be involved with it. So it's like, it's that's it's very modern. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Like, it demands yeah, like, that. It's not like 1968. Like, you and I would be like, I don't even know what was going on. And yeah. We just not even think about it, you know? It's like just the, so the, otherworldly to us. Like, maybe you would find an audience in the people who are like, you know, on acid and stuff. Like, yeah, this would totally, go crazy yeah. for people Absolutely. on acid and all that. Whoever, but... A lot of people, like, who do psychedelics. Stoners and stuff, all like, that. Well, people that talk about the questions that this film yeah. potentially yes. asks, yeah. you know? Uh, I want to I compare this to Parasite, just real quick. Um, because I, was, I couldn't funny. help but think about that. Because, to me, this film, I'm just so surprised this one a Palme d'Or. Like it really? just it like it's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like Parasite is a pretty it's a that's a perfection oh, also, of form. Also I thought it was interesting too is like uh this one the Fog War that people in the audience walk out of Uncle Boom, Uncle Uncle Boom. <laughs> Uncle Boom Uncle Boom <laughs> me um for the first six minutes. They did. They walked out. Yeah, they're. they're I'm like, not surprised. There are a few hundred people that walked out. Yeah, I'm not fucking but surprised. The, panel, the panelists were like, "Uh, war. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, they're they're fucking. They're build they're build panels at the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. You know, of course, they're gonna like this movie, you know. And it's just like it's again, it's just such a strange thing to me because it's like, was is Parasite just like one of the more conventional films that has won the Palme Noir? Yeah, like, are I don't they? Know. Are they more like Uncle Bon Me? Or are they more like Parasite? I don't know. I mean, Punk Shop Log won in 2002. In this spec, I would, I would imagine Punk Drop Love is like in between on the, in the tier of witness. Yeah, yeah, like it's definitely, yeah. I mean, most movies that win the Fog War are not what you call mainstream, for yeah. sure. Um, Parasite is definitely one of the most mainstream winners, for sure. So was that um, unusual? Is Parasite more of the know. outlier in the Palm Noir winners? I really, really want to watch the past. I know, Palm me too. Especially, so, in, especially in the 2000s. Like, it's really interesting. Yeah. This just came out in 2010. Yeah. Like, literally, like, 10 years ago, a decade ago. So, um, yeah, I, so it'd be kind of interesting because 
I thinking about it with well, also, Parasite as my only context. Yeah, yeah, French also, people are so different. They're yeah, so different. Like, also, like that's the thing too. Like you can just watch it. Like what? That's the that's the beauty. Like if you compare Cannes, which it's not, but if you compare Cannes to like the Oscars, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> best picture, Uncle, Uncle who can recall his past <laughs> lives, existential journey through the questions of the afterlife. And then what one in t- 2010? Let's I see. Say, yeah, what well, one best picture in 2010? Best picture. Up the story of, a, of an old man who turns his house into the hurt a hot locker. air balloon. The hurt locker. <laughs> The Hurt Locker, the story about a man, a bomb-diffusing man in the army. War action movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 it's it's crazy. Americans are just dumb and stupid, and they don't like asking these existential questions. Why do you think, like, look at the Oscar nominations every year. It's like fucking, like, it's like, it's like Green Book, black guy, white guy, Italian man, all racism is and we fixed it. And that's just what it is. And it's just like, that's fine. You know, like, I don't have any problems with that. But, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is shit not that I'm not really into anymore. Yeah. Know? It's, it's, and it's, it's kind of fascinating that it really, not it also. I'm going to watch movies like this for breakfast. Yeah. But, you know, I will continue to watch movies like this, obviously. It kind of goes to show how significant Parasite was for being able to walk that line of being a can and Oscar yeah, Best right. Picture winner. Well, that, also, that, that's really significant then. Well, if I Uncle Bon Mi has won it in the past, yeah. that Parasite can be in that category and the Hurt Locker category. Right. Isn't that wild? Right. Well, I think they, also... I it's think the bridge. Well, I think, well, I think there's a lot of... <laughs> 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 I mean, this film, Uncle Bon Mi, was even nominated for... A uh, foreign language Oscar, which is weird considering it won the Pond de War, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think that there's a lot of factors that go into that because one, you have to see the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like people have to see them to vote if they want yeah. to get nominated, you know? At the Camp Film Festival, you are forced to watch it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You are literally yeah. sat down and you're like, here's a two hour movie where you're going to see a guy or a woman fuck a fish. <laughs> you gotta see it. And but because the panelists actually watched it, yeah, they're like, like just, because they're forced to sit down and engage with a movie, yeah, because they're they're panelists. They're literally yeah. like, you know what I mean? So like, it yeah, makes totally, sense. totally. This film you really have to engage yeah, with. You totally. can't, you can't like, you can't just be like, oh. I'm, the wire winner, get some Kentucky Fried Chicken and sit down in your yeah. in your basement. And be like, all right, here we go. That's a bad fucking Tuesday. That's if you just do a that. bad Tuesday. That's just a bad <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> so that's really yeah. Interesting. That's I mean, I lo- I thought this movie was fucking amazingly brilliant, and like I will watch this movie at some point again. Yeah, just because it had such an impact on me. I think um, we should talk about two more scenes before we wrap this yeah. up. I think we should talk about the dinner scene and the ending. Yeah. Because the dinner scene is where I can tell my story about why it really fucked me up. Because that's yeah. the first moment. <laughs> up until that point, it's kind of like this nice meditative experimental realist film. Right. And then yeah, that's right. the point where you're just like, right. 
You buckle no, your seat I mean, down, you're buckled, you and you're like, this you shit's kinda, different, dude. Well, you see, well, I mean, <laughs> you kind of see that. For me, it was when you see the night like you're looking at the cow. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot like, that before. Oh. It. And he's like, he's like creeping through the forest, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 So when, so the dinner scene is when uh, Uncle Bon Mi and his, his sister-in-law, his yeah. wife's sister, and right. his sister-in-law's son? I think that's who that yeah, was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is uh, who is is one of his tear cake tear cake right. tear cakers tear cakers <laughs> tear cakers tear tear c c a r e caretakers. Oh my god! You got Good lord! Yeah, boy. Um, and uh, and then they're they're having a nice dinner. They're just having a normal conversation, and then yeah. someone just apparates onto their dinner right. table, and yeah, they're like. Right. Right, and it's and they're just like Hue Hue is the name of, of, of <laughs> and it's Uncle Bommy's wife, obviously. Yes, and they have a very peaceful conversation with their wife, and they're just chilling. You know, my favorite part about that whole scene can we just talk about this yeah. is one of the I laughed for about five minutes, like <laughs> when the guy, when the other guy came in, and he's just like, yeah. のスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフのスタッフ
pair of underwear because the, <laughs> the ones that you're in have shit in them. <laughs> anyway, oh. that's my interpretation of the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, there's a million interpretations. <laughs> yeah. But Dude, anyways... That would freak me out. It did. It freaked you the know, fuck out of me. That, it scared you know, me so bad. scared the shit out of me that I had, I, I had lights on last night. I was like, I don't really want to... Because that shit... Dude, you know what it's I also so unsettling. You know what I was also thinking about? Think about how fucking hard that... Like, just on a filmic level, how hard what they did was. Think yeah. about that. He's in fully... All you see is eyes from creeping up. Yeah. You know how fucking hard that is to do? It's fucking hard. On yeah. 16 millimeter? <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, think about, like, that set probably looks so bizarre. It yeah. probably looked. Because I saw this, like, picture of, like, the costume that the, the, like, dude, it is black. I mean, like, it is, like, so pitch black. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like, I've never seen something. Like, you couldn't even see. His like, like mouth. It was that. Yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. bizarre. Um, yeah. It was really weird, and it was like this whole costume. We had this like this robotic, uh, like headpiece that had the lights on it because the lights had to be bright. You know. Yeah. Really crazy stuff. But, I know, and um, and then it and then it, it just also the fact that you have this weird thing where it's like. It's this is like a part where you question it, where you're just like, is this is this bad filmmaking or good filmmaking? Because it has this switch from the eyes to the full on gorilla suit, you know. Dude, and I it's just like that. when it was like when you see his pupils like like almost like emerge eyeballs like red. Yeah, like you could, I interpreted that. I thought that was so genius because like you could interpret because I saw that. That's literally showing that color because when I looked at that. I was like, oh, maybe he's making his eyes, like, glow like that. Yeah. Like, in the distance. Yeah. Or that's just what you see in the distance. You know, this film is dreamlike. You know, yeah. It's nightmarish. Yeah. You know? it's like, I mean, I think it was a super effective, too. But it's kind of a weird thing where you see, like, well, that character looks different than the guy in the gorilla. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you're telling me they're the same person? Right. It's just like, are they are they morphing their form? Am well, I, I? Is think- my vision distorted? Is is this a mistake? It's well, I mean, very well, that's strange. The, that's the great thing about this movie and the uh, the success that this movie achieves because I could genuinely argue with this is a nightmare and he like this is a nightmare figure that he's had in his head. Yeah, that he has morphed into his son. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because and like, this, obvi- like yeah. this is obviously not real, so you have to kind of interpret that yeah. as that. And it's just like it's interesting that he would the director that is would choose to then include that in the film where it's literally just kind of piecemealing these things based on feeling and expression and what yeah. creates the right emotion because right. if that was on a normal film set it would be called a continuity error. Yeah. Right? right. That's right. what's so interesting about that. Right. You know, you have these shots and it's well, just like you ever see his face in the distance. Well, well like, actually no you do. It's like more like fur kind of color. Yeah, and it's just like this interesting thing where it's just like, sure, you can suspend your disbelief, but I think it's like, it also adds to the effect of it, yeah. too, in the context of a film like this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Where it's like, you don't have to suspend your disbelief. You just have to take it for what it is, and it just adds to it. Yeah, so totally. Then, but, uh, so, back to the scene, this gorilla 
just then comes to the dinner table to eat with yes. them. And then, and then we, we have Bonsoon Bon Soon, um, bon Soon who uh dated with a ghost monkey. <laughs> Why would you do that? Come on. Bon what are you doing? You know not to date with a with a ghost monkey. I don't hey understand. man, don't fuck the ghost yeah. monkeys. It says they're right I, on the you sign. Know, <laughs> you know, this movie, you know, I was watching it with subtitles. Yeah. And um <laughs> as you do. Uh and when it said I have made it ghost dating with a ghost monkey. I pause it and I'm like, that <laughs> is a shot right there. His head was covered in fur with his red eyes. And then you just can't, it looked like the most hilarious. Like, if you took that out of context, you're like, is that the worst movie ever made? Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. And it's like, it's something you see on like I mean, the, at 2 a.m. Really on like a Tim and really Eric. Good. Yeah, but yeah. He does look, I mean, he looks beautiful. I mean, he looks like the detail of He's the beautiful. Like, I mean, he looks great. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I love that whole conversation starts where, uh, <laughs> he, Bob Soon kind of talks about that. I really, I, I like, fucking really like the first hour of this movie i thought was like like i was just like oh my like i was just getting this is so dripped and like atmosphere and like yeah. dread and like i was getting like so much from the story and like this ghost monkey thing and like yeah and the last like 30 to 45 minutes of the movie really when i started feeling the length like i started feeling like okay like, I get it, we could move on a little bit. Yeah. Like, it was a little, yeah. Until the end happened, which I, I like the end scene. But, yeah. Um, I liked, there was a period for me, it was like we had the cave sequence, which was Bonmi's death, where we go into the cave, which is mm -hmm. beautiful. That's like, yeah. it's like, that's, that's yeah. ascension watching oh, that yeah. part. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then Bonmi dies. Spoiler. Right. Right. And then, um, and then I was like, "All right." And then we have his funeral. It's like, "All right, the film's gonna end." And I, and I like, and it didn't end. And I checked, and I was like, "We have twenty fucking yeah. minutes left." Yeah, right. And that right. was the point where it was the slog, where it's just like, "What yeah. is the point yeah. of this?" And right, then the right. ending happened, and right. so that was right. a similar experience. Yeah, right. Where there was yeah. like the arc of that film was very much like I would watch it, I would start getting into this lull of being like. Dude, what am I watching? What is the point of this? And then something crazy would happen, right? Yeah, right. So we had the gorilla dinner sequence, and then I was like in this lull of like, what the fuck's going on? And then she I fucked a like, catfish, and then me, it was like, it's just like, and me, then it's like all connects, and it's crazy. For me, I was just so captivated by the imagery of the film. Like, That's what kept like, me hooked too. Yeah, it was the compositions like, it, it and was the lighting just, and stuff. And it was just yeah, but that dinner scene is so crazy because. Like, you know, he's almost, because he's almost, like, talking about, because, like, that's what the beauty of this movie is, too, because that scene, if you boil down the dialogue, it's like a scene where almost, like, Wadley is almost trying to, like, reconnect with his son in a weird way. Yeah, and, totally. Like, and Bob Soon had this weird relationship with his, with his mother, you know, and, and, and that's how I, I think. If I remember correctly, they, they, you know, and we still see a flashback. Of yeah, we see Bong Soon's flashback as he becomes obsessed with the, well, he becomes obsessed with the ghost monkey. Right, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. As he, he tells that him. story, we see this flashback, uh, which is a really, that scene is my favorite scene of the movie, the dinner scene. 
Um, yeah. It was incredible. It was like, it was just this crazy hypnotic, uh, just almost meditation on your relationship with another person. And, and, and also the thing I love about it, it. It's just questioning when you're, when you're, when you know you're going to die. It's like you're questioning these relationships that you've had throughout your years. And yeah. Doing it in this, in this way that's connected to Thai folklore and religion and stuff, which is. And that's all happening genius, in the really. context of a dinner that has a ghost and a monkey man at it. How do you write that? That's How do cinema. you write that? That is literally cinema. Yeah. That, that's everything that I. Because. You can only do that in film. You can't, yeah. like, if you, if you have that in, in the, a novel, like, who fuck cares? Is it kind of Like, what? Yeah. I don't yeah. fucking care. But when you see it presented in this way, in this, like, execute, execution, where it makes yeah. you feel so many different emotions, like, well, that's what's so cool about that scene, right? It's because when he starts walking up the stairs, you and I both, buddy, I shit my pants. I was yeah. like, this fucking thing is straight from a nightmare, right? But when he sits down, it becomes this... Family movie. This family <laughs> drama. This very, like, like, you know, retrospective kind of dreamlike conversation with, you know, questioning what was my relationship with my son even worth it or like what did i do you know yeah um and paul soon talked yeah. about his experience with getting obsessed with this you know folklore and there's a whole layer to that and you know like it, it, it's bizarre you know you can't you can't fucking do that in a book I mean, like, it, 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 you shift tones like that like this is terrible what the hell is going on yeah, Bazin called that kind of feeling true cinema, I think. Yeah. And I think you can link that to Bazin's idea of true cinema. And it's more, again, he his, his definition is more based on realism, but this film, the feeling of this film definitely captures that. And yeah. I think, and I think the ending too is also... Yeah, let's talk about the ending. Yeah, because... because the ending, so the ending seems Pong. So Bongi has died. Bongi died. They go to this cave. What, what was your connection to that? Because, the cave? Well, was he just like, I guess Bongi was like, you know, like, why, why did he go to the cave? Was that where the spot where he's supposed to go, where, you know, whenever uh, he. <laughs> goes into a new life like that's how i interpreted it but. i heard i i saw um the only the link there was the moment where he was having a conversation with his dead wife and they were saying that he has to go you know and right. then they were compelled to travel oh, that scene was amazing like yeah. the scene where they the, his ex-wife is like she becomes a tangible being like she yeah doesn't even become and he's a hugging her anymore. you mean and that conversation where yeah. she's like you know heaven's overrated and yeah, you know, yeah. there's kind of nothing there and there's this whole i was like that was amazing like you yeah. show that i think like there, there are scenes in this movie that i think like your average person would be like that was beautiful you know yeah. that was like amazing but, yeah you know, definitely but um yeah i mean i thought that was amazing but continue 
Okay. Yeah, it was it was after that scene that um there was that line where he said, "Isn't this cave like a womb?" Oh, I think I was born right. here in another life. So I think that okay. he was compelled to go there because it was maybe not the beginning of his first life, maybe the right. beginning of his first life, but just the beginning of the life that was emotional enough for him to be the place where he felt was content enough to find right. an end. So that's that's the deeper meaning to it for why he ended up there, but motivation's kind of a wacky yeah. thing in this movie. Like, why are a lot of the characters motivated right. to do, like, why did the monkey man come there at that time? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about it too much because yeah, it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, dude, how about that shot when you see, also, there's a weird moment where she sees somebody walking out of the cave Who's that? Yeah, that was strange. I assumed that was Tom, yeah. but I don't get why. It was kind of, I was, it kind of made me really yeah. sad because it felt like he was abandoning that. Yeah. Is what that shot felt like. So it felt like, and she was like disabled with her leg and it felt like yeah. she was just like, like Bonmi was dead and she was left behind and the youth was just like, moving on with his life. Yeah, it was, uh, And there was, I was... I mean, it was a I, I kind striking of, I, shot. Weirdly emotional beautiful, for yeah. me. Yeah. But that shot was one of those beautiful-looking things I maybe have ever seen in my entire life. I yeah, with the line how, of darkness in the, the sand. I don't know how the fuck they even found something like that. Makes me want to go to yeah. Thailand, my lord. Yeah, I know. This film made yeah. me want to go to Thailand, so, too. Yeah, so beautiful. So beautiful. Um... Yeah, so let's let's talk about the ending. Yeah, because right so after, after that, we after to... the guys, we I think that is because Kong becomes a monk. We kind of like almost like flash forward in time, you know, almost. Yeah. Kong is a is something in this movie that it also plays with. <laughs> um, and as in plays with as in doesn't take seriously yeah. at all. Time is not real. Doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so there's a moment when, you know, the funeral was so weird. It was like, um, it looked like it was in a mall. Um, and, and, yeah. <laughs> it was very odd. And um, so the... Who's the girl? Who's the... Yeah, in the hotel, you mean, with the aunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fucking know. I think it's her, okay, her so other it's daughter. Just, I think it's Maybe? time supposed to be, you know, move on a little bit. Um, and she... Uh, her and Tom, you know... Um, well, <laughs> Tom shows up to the hotel room. <laughs> and like, hey, can I take a shower? And they're like, you can't. You're a lump. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you can't, can't be hanging out here. You're supposed to be peace. You're a lump. What are you doing? But he's like, yo, the monastery's scary. I gotta stay and take a shower. Yeah, it's like, I'm scared. Right. It's like, why, why are you a lump? Uh, <laughs> you suck at your one he, job. He went in the shower and we got a great shot of him just bathing for about, I want to say, like, a few minutes. And then that's when I was, you know, there's something funny about that shot because when I watched that shot, I first I saw it and I was like, this is the stupidest yeah. fucking thing. And it went on a little bit longer, and I was like, I don't think I've ever watched anybody shower on film. That's true. And then I was watching it, and I got really into it. So I had <laughs> this huge arc 
where I was watching it first, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing. Why is this taking so long? Like, let's just I get was, to the I next part. Really and then, and, <laughs> and then I, and then he like, and then he like rubbed yeah. his back, and I was like, oh, I do that. Dude, you it was know, the most like stone thing ever. So I was like, Dude, I don't shower like that because he faces <laughs> the, the water. I can't do that because it goes in my crate hole. Oh, you'll drown. <laughs> yeah, because you'll drown. <laughs> you'll die. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's I was funny. Like, Dude, I don't shower like that. Maybe I should start. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so this is. <laughs> After he bathes, he comes out, like, let's go eat. And they get, and they get all the food. And one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in a film happens. Where, um, I don't know how to describe it. So, like, um, there, there, there's, there's two of Tom and his, his mom. Of the aunt. aunt. Sorry. And, um, they, the mom is like, all right, you're going to go eat? But they are still sitting there watching TV, which yeah. is a callback to an earlier shot in the film where they are uh, just sitting there staring at the TV while... Yeah, which is, that's actually the shot that happens right before they go on the trip oh, to the okay, cave. yeah, so, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And so, I think that's the peril, because the last shot in the movie is... Is that? Um, and like yeah. this film is so deliberate that you kind of have to be like, okay, analyze shots in this film and be like, okay, what, what does this all mean? You know? Yeah. I was like, yeah, nice films, but um, yeah. Uh, like, so she's like, are you ready to go eat? But they're they're all three still sitting there, and he, Tom, is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he has this look of like, what is happening? Yeah. And she takes him and they go to a restaurant. And then they have this nice moment where he's like, oh, do you want to sing? And they just kind of sit there and they are nice in their company together. And then a Taiwanese uh, Fallout Boy song starts playing. And then, Which is and the then, weirdest song um, choice ever. Well, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think I, for me, I was like, this is weird, but I started connecting it to you know, it's like like a pop song playing at the at the end of like a movie like that. Like like Yeah. And I think uh, yeah, I got a lot out of this movie, but there's like the pop song being played, like there is this weird connection to like you know, there's something like enjoyable about I don't know, like she I love that she's getting almost peaceful and content with just this kind of generic pop song playing on this random Thai restaurant that they're at. And it kind yeah. of... And, but what I want to talk about is how... What the fuck is that? What does this ending mean in, in the grand scheme of, of the film? Because, yeah. like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I want to know your interpretation of that. Well, I think that it's just it's not necessarily a new idea to have this concept of double, you know, we have this idea of doppelgangers. No, it's one of the biggest fascination of film ever until this moment. That's, but that's the bizarre thing about this. There's two things that's weird about this. First of all, this is usually the concept yeah. of a movie. It's not the ending right. of a movie. And second of all, the way they did it 
they didn't really prepare yeah. you for it. So the way that it's usually when you see a doubling, you see the people mm -hmm. split. But the way that this worked is we had a shot where you have a shot where the aunt Honestly, and the daughter that, are sitting way, on a, really sitting cool. on a bed, and then another, and then Tong is also yeah. sitting on the bed. They're all three sitting on the bed. Then we have another shot, not of him yes. standing up from the bed, but a shot yeah. of him standing up right. with the bed yeah, beside right. him, and then the aunt getting up, not showing right. the other people, and so they get right. up. But you don't have a wide yeah. shot, a master shot of them standing right. up from their position yeah. on the bed. So, and then they walk out. So continuity, you're like, your brain does the yeah. processing of saying, okay, they've left their spot yeah, right, on the bed to right. go over there. And then it cuts to the fact that they've never moved right. from the bed. And that's, and they use an eyeline match. So all of this is very yeah. conventional right. filmmaking, but you have like this brain fuck where the information that you should be seeing you're, is not correct. <laughs> so again, it's like this you're continuity error. that Jen, film uh, <laughs> that is showing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'm a nerd, so, like, that's the way yeah, that I no, thought I mean, about this. I think this. that's the way the filmmaker thought of it, you know, like... Yeah, and it's... I think it's brilliant, and then... And, and, it, and, and it, instead of just... It doesn't depend just on the fact that there's two of them there. It's also the fact that it's just, like, this is so far beyond what my literal biology right. was expecting yeah, to right. happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I have, I, I have been lied to, <laughs> what, to what the truth what, of is this is. That is what filmmakers want to do. Yeah, exactly. Like people want to do. And I think, and I feel like my favorite way that this was described is that this was just a moment where it's like, it just fell into two times. Uh -huh. Like, it wasn't anything that was important. It's just like, we just saw these two different timelines that just kind of fell apart right. from each other and they just collided a little bit. I mean, I, yeah, so, I think like, that's interesting and I think that's like, but I'm trying to think of like, a, a, like, like a deeper meaning of that. Like, like what is, yeah. is, I don't know, man, it's really interesting. I mean, to me, this is all about colliding yeah. worlds. So, and to me, when I'm like watching this film, you see all these films collide to make some kind where we have this, you know, this 16 by 9 view of all these worlds colliding. And in that moment, it's just like, well, if we have different worlds colliding, why can't the same world collide at the same mm -hmm. moment? So that was just like a moment where in, in their, they have gone through accepting all of the things that are like yeah. moving past. And at that moment, they have to let themselves right. go. Like literally, yeah, almost, they have to yeah. move on from their right. own yeah, existence. It's almost, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like... <laughs> Which is like watching the like TV and stuff is like almost like almost like a metaphor for like yeah almost like that's one of the only moments where you're distracted where you don't think about you know like shit like this you know like yeah for life yeah. and stuff like that and I think that also connects to the the, well, the, the, I don't want to say nothing, the odds having that experience with the song at the restaurant, where it looks almost yeah. like she's, yeah, I mean, it's almost like using cinema and music to, like, show this almost, like, that that is their content, that is their, you know, almost, yeah. it's really, I mean, I thought it was beautiful. I mean, I don't think it, there's no cynical bone in the film's body at all. I think it's, I think it's, yeah. um, 
I think it's, I love the ending. I thought it was super beautiful and like something that I yeah. absolutely was not expecting at all. Um, it was perfect for this movie. Yeah. It really was. And, it couldn't have ended. Yeah, and we could have, <laughs> we could have, we could talk about this movie for a long time because we didn't even talk about really the nightmare piece at all. Like, and how, what, yeah, what, what that, that means or all what, that stuff. Because there's a lot of stops and, uh, um, just like, there's a lot of them in the four. There's a shot where there, there's a bunch of them just looking out. Um, yeah. And then it's like, what, is, what does that mean? You know, like, there's a lot to talk about. Um, but how long have we been talking? I think it's been an hour yeah. and 30. I think we should wrap what it up. Woo, mama. All right. That was a good one. Um, but I don't know. I was thinking about trying to. Do you have a rating for this? No. I, need I don't either. Again. I can't. I mean, like, the thing yeah, is, like, it's definitely yeah, above a six or above a seven because, like, I genuinely, like, yeah. the conversation that we just had, you know, like, that was a beautiful conversation. And it was like, yeah. not a lot of movies can yeah. fucking do that, you know? Like, this movie yeah. asks yeah. very. I feel like I learned something about life watching this movie. Yes. Yes. And like it's that, really true. If that's not the greatest human art can achieve, I don't know what is. So but like right now, like like it's for me this movie's like unreadable. Because it's just like Yeah. It's obviously it's, Yeah, I feel the same way. Me, it's like it's obviously a masterpiece. You know what I mean? It's like obviously yeah. like yeah. a perfect execution of a per of an idea. Almost like he had this uh, holy creative vision that invokes so many different themes. It's like, it's insane, the, the craftsmanship of this yeah. film. It's fucking, it's unbelievable, right? But, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, like, it, you know, like, using words, like, I agree with you. I agree with you, like, the idea of, like, like, it, it definitely, it's just yeah. something else. It, I do think that Masterpiece is a good way to, like, describe it. But, like, when I'm running through, like, numbers, like, associating numbers with it, or even, like, a conventional yeah. description like masterpiece it feels yeah. wrong it just feels like it feels like it feels it feels like i'm talking it feels like i'm talking to someone in yeah. chinese yeah it's, hard you know? to criticize. it's just it's like hard. it's just like we're not speaking well, the same language like, the only criticism yeah. i would have is like oh there's like some parts that are long in the tooth but like like there's some like after bombing guys there's like this weird like you know, that, that, there's a lull moment, you know, before the, but like, you know, like, but like, how do you, like, you look at, is that valid criticism? Like, I don't know, like, to someone, like, it's just be like, well, the whole fucking movie's like that, you know, like, the whole movie's paced like that. It's just like, like I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> I think, I think this is the be easiest way to just go super simple with this movie because it's like so experimental. I think it should have a yeah. binary works <laughs> right does not clearly work this works for me yeah 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 it works it works that is so right it <laughs> works or it doesn't work there's like no in between like yeah and i think we've said that before in that art cinema it's like you are like yeah it will blow your mind and you will be transcended into another universe and you will learn something about the universe itself and he, or you'll be and fucking he bored be, for two hours. Walk to shoot your face <laughs> off. 
So yeah, and 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 the for me, it was the it was the other one. <laughs> so yeah, this is a this is a work and function film. Guess what, my friend? It is my what? turn to pick. Oh shit! The, yeah, the what are we film. watching? And I can't. I was laughing to myself before we got on this podcast, and I was thinking about like, what do I yeah. want? What do I want? What should I choose? Like, <laughs> how how in the world do I follow up? That <laughs> was like one of the craziest like experiences I've had watching a film in like in a long time. <laughs> and I was like, let's do the classic that I've never seen, and that I think yeah. I don't know if you've seen. But I think we should do Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> oh, let's do it! Uh, I'm into let's it. Let's do Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> that is directed by Cindy Lumet. Sick. Uh, it was a, a classic film from the 50s. Uh, I almost guarantee if you're listening to this, uh, you've heard of it. Um, and if you haven't, get on your shit. Um, but I've never seen yeah. it. I haven't and either. I'm yeah, very excited either. to watch it. Um, That's a good choice. So let's do 12 Angry Men for next week. For so, next time. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Bob Lee, who can recall his past lives. What a, his past what a lives. And right. 12 Angry Dogs. <laughs> Alright. Alright, so that's gonna be next week's episode. Um, um I hope you guys learned something about life listening to this episode while you're stuck at home, selling cheese puffs up your your bug. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, maybe you're inspired to watch yeah, it and you're actually to enjoy it. it. Be like, you know what? I want to question about. I want to question the afterlife tonight. Put this on, you know. Challenge me. <laughs> Challenge me, <laughs> movie. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I thoroughly did. Um, yeah, it was fun. And um, we love you. Instagram. Yeah. Twitter. Click and go Facebook. Facebook. Can't forget about Facebook. Mom and um, Dad. I, Grandpa I think, Aunt. Uh, I want to start tweeting. Ghost I think Monkey. We should start tweeting for the, for the Twitter uh, account. Like, I, I think, agree. Because I think we should do I that. Think, like, I mean, we could. We should. I, I would have. I, if I had a Twitter following, live tweeting yeah. this movie would have been fucking hilarious. Would have been yeah. fucking hysterical. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was yeah. live Snapchatting yeah. it to you. Yeah, that was like, funny. I was just like, what is going on? Like, I had no clue what's happening. <laughs> um, ever since I saw that movie, I'm like looking behind me, and like, when I'm in the dark, I'm like, uh, turn on the lights, please. I don't want to see a night <laughs> monkey. Yeah. Um, it's spooky. Anyway, follow us on the social medias. We're going have a YouTube channel at some point and the podcast will be on the YouTube channel um I'm working on it we have I'm to going that out. to yeah. um, but anyway have a blessed day a wonderful day filled with joy and um yeah we love you <laughs> take care of yourself bye bye bye